Hi, all. Welcome to Back to Basics. This is a bonus episode. Why are we doing a bonus episode? Because we stopped recording and then didn't hit the button and then just kept ranting about stuff and figured we'd, well, if we had to deal with the ranting, we'd share it with you. So uh, we're, we were going to tack on to another episode. Yeah, admittedly, we were originally going to tack this on to one of the earlier episodes where we talked about all that depressing stuff related to kind of forced childbearing and kind of competitive childbearing and stuff in Genesis chapter 30. And that is where we start. So if you haven't seen the episode on the first part of Genesis chapter 30, go back and check that one out. And then you'll kind of get where we're leading into this conversation. But it goes in a very different direction than the rest of Genesis. So go ahead, watch that, then come back to here. And I'm going to cut you to our crazy rant about translation already in progress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this baffled me. It was one of the first things that I stopped at and was like, and we just didn't get back to it. Um, then she said, it's verse three. Then she said, here's my maid, Bilhah. Go into her that she may bear upon my knees and that I too may have children through her. What does that mean? Okay. The levels right. of euphemism here are too thick for me. I was ready for that one. And I was surprised when it didn't come. Um, which you know, could have brought it up. Um, no, I forgot because we were talking about other things. Um, the whole on my knee thing. Uh, I'm going to bring it up here. Um, Bear upon my knees. Yes. This is from verse three. I'm going to come into altar here for a minute. Uh, and she said, here's my slave girl, Bilha. Come to bed with her. I said that she may give birth on my knees so that I too shall be built up through her. Um, placing the newborns on someone's knees was a gesture of adoption. Um, so um, the it's a bit brutalistically vivid but the the phrasing of that she may give birth on my knees is literally so she, she may spit that damn baby into my lap and i'll take it is pretty much what she's saying uh yeah it's terrible yeah it is terrible like there's no arguing the fact that it is objectively terrible but it's coupling the language with of adoption with a kind of brutalistic almost baby farming mentality that was used with slave girls with surprising commonality in that particular period of time. Um, it's combining the two in a way that is profoundly weird and a little bit disgusting, but also kind of the way she was thinking at the time. Like, yeah, I'll give you my slave girl and she'll spit out a baby and it'll be mine. I will take the baby. That's pretty much what she's saying with that. Um, and this is why when it comes to translation, we have to be a little bit careful too, because a lot of these very idiomatic expressions are about three stages removed from making any vague amount of sense in English. And you can translate them as much as you want without, th this is where Bible translation is a big problem, is the only way to make that make sense in English would be to rewrite the scripture, which we can't do. So we're kind of at a stuck point here where we can translate the idiom, but if we try to explain the idiom, now we're rewriting the scripture and we can't do that either. Isn't that what footnotes are for? Look at this page here. This is the text. This is the footnotes. That's how most good Bibles are. Well, again, this translation, mm -hmm. there's no, there's nothing that I see that I don't see any. I will, I will clarify and say that if you're using the, the Bible on the internet, the footnotes are not generally included. But if you're using the There's NRI footnotes on this, just not on, the, there's uh, A through G. There's plenty of footnotes. Yeah, those on. are just the, the typical like single word footnotes, but 
most Bibles, like the NRSV and the NRSV UE, I know so the, the, the fully annotated version, I think is still in production, but like the NRSV, for example, has the HarperCollins Study Bible, which is the fully annotated version of it. It's got all the footnotes in it. Uh, those are things what for which you have to pay money. Um, so if you are getting it for free on the interwebs, you are probably not going to be getting all of the details. Fair um, enough. Internet Bibles are great for if you just want to quick read the scripture. Like if you're a scripture reader on Sunday morning and you got your iPad handy, it's a great way to just knock it out without having to take a piece of paper up there with you. But if you're doing deep biblical research, get one that has the footnotes at least and maybe a commentary or two, learn Hebrew, go to seminary, something like that. Um, you know, whatever's handy. What you're saying is this is kind of dense material and that maybe it's been handled a bit too lightly by the modern Christian church. Oh, yeah, thing. I'm sorry, like, if I See, have to this, hear I knew this was going to be worth coming back to. If I have I re- to hear a person about, oh, say shit, the, that weird thing. If I have to hear a person say, the Bible says what it says one more time, I'm going to have a fucking aneurysm because no, it doesn't. Does it ever say what it says because English didn't exist 4,000 years ago, you ridiculous nut jobs. Anyway, languages don't perfectly translate into one another. Languages don't work like that. Far removed. Yeah, exactly. Like languages don't work like that. Anybody who speaks more than one of the damn things can tell you that. Americans, you're the only ones who don't. Well, and I mean, English wasn't wasn't even a language yet back then, was it? No, English England wasn't really necessarily a thing back then. Um, but like whatever language it derived from might have been a thing, but like not even early... that. Like English. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm going to go into a little bit of language history here. Uh, English is a garbage dock worker language, um, and it was generated um, pretty much from from Angles, Celts, uh, Old Gaelic, Flanders, uh, the, the language of the Flemish, uh, Latin, and a whole bunch of other, like early Germanic languages that all kind of came together in London during the Roman period uh, and a little bit before to trade. And it evolved as a pigden on the docks of London because nobody could fucking communicate with each other. Um, That's where what we know of as English now comes from. That's why it's so blunt and so stupid and so assimilative is because it was basically a pigden for dock workers that eventually got too big for itself and started- I thought it was pigeon. What? I thought it was pigeon. I've always pronounced it as pigeon, but pigeon's probably accurate too. Again, English! (laughs) English is a screwy-ass language. Like, there's no getting around that. So that was, like, during the Roman period. So you may see the earliest incidences of kind of proto-English happening around the time of Jesus. But we're talking the Old Testament here. Like, English was not even a twinkle in its dock worker bastard father's eye at that time. Like, so, yeah, no, none of this is going to make sense in English. It's not supposed to make sense in English. It was never designed to make sense in English. English doesn't even make sense in English. And yet here we are. Yep, trying to do scripture in English. The short of it is, is, yeah, if you're trying to insist that the Bible is wholly and completely accurate in its English translation, first, which one? Um, Second, no, it's not. Um, Not even close. Like... Uh, I have said this again and again and again on this, on other uh, series we've been on. I've been a guest host on other series as I've said this before. One, English is a garbage language and shouldn't be taken too seriously at the best of times. But two, most importantly, the Muslims got this right, I think, when it came to how they treated their scriptures. 
uh, because they treat the original Arabic of the Quran as scripture and everything else, every translation is treated as a commentary. And I think we would be well to consider the same uh, because yeah. all translations of the original are commentary. You can't like look at, we talk about in, um, well, the next episode, because this is attached to the, to the episode we did first, we talk about the next episode about the inclusion of the word divination, which makes no fucking sense. Um, why? I don't know, it seemed right. Like, that happens a lot. Uh, and that's not even talking about the inclusion of the word homosexual, which isn't in the Bible at all. Like, yeah, all translation is interpretation. And if we we become assholes when we start pretending it isn't. Rant over. Well, if I might show my, my nerd cred for a second, um, as, as an enemy fan, like, there's good translations. <laughs> And there's bad translations. And even when they get one right, they're going to have to change shit in order to make it make sense in the yeah. new language. The way, the way I often explain it to people is think of your Good various... localization. Bi- yeah, exactly. Think of your various Bible translations, not as translations, but localizations. Like, that's what they are. Is I mean, the message is basically localization for uneducated Americans. Like, uh, the NRSVUE is for East Coastern Americans. Um, the King James Version is for uh, Americans who don't want to actually read their Bible, just want to yell it at people. Um, you know, everybody's got their own... <laughs> Sorry, that's what it's evolved to. I know there's a lot of KJV fans out there. I know it has its uses, but that's kind of what it's used for in American parlance today. Yeah, but everything has its own localization appeal. And there are some cases, and I'm going to hate myself for saying this, where even the message is helpful. Um, in getting the idea across. But you got to be really careful with that because you're getting the idea across at the expense of the content. Um, And it's very easy to get across a different idea because you're trying to get something else across. Hence the rest of the message. Hence the reason why pastors generally should go to seminary, an accredited seminary with actual academic credentials. You know, and not just piss off to Bible college for a, for a fun summer and then say, I'm the pastor now. Like, I'm sorry, that doesn't fly. Is that something that happens? Yes, with alarming regularity, especially in non-Protestant denominations that are particularly, I didn't see that. Evangelical cultism is the worst for this, where they'll, they'll say, I went to Bible college. I'm like, oh, you did a summer exchange at a non-accredited Christian quote unquote university that has no ATS standard, it isn't even a seminary, technically a bachelor's program, but you can even do that. You did a certification program and now you're saying you're the pastor. It doesn't fucking fly. Seminary does not work that way. No, it doesn't. Um, And the more we talk about this, the more I'm realizing that what we're recording now is not in fact an addendum to the original episode. It has now in fact become its own episode about why translating this shit is important and will therefore be appended as a bonus episode. Works for me. All right. Anything else you want to rant about about translation as long as we're here? Oh, um, there's a lot of translation errors in this book. I, can, look at the I can make it silly, but also thought provoking. Go for it. I'm all for um, silly. Language is alive and constantly evolving. Mm-hmm. Um, how long do you think it will be before it would be relevant to make a Bible with emoji in it? You say that as if there isn't probably one out there already. Like, if you've ever gone to a freaking like Christian bookstore in America, there are so many different freaking Bible. I have, but it's been a really long time. Like, I, 
even when I'm back in the States, I don't go to those places anymore. They're scary. Like, I remember, you know, this was years ago, I remember seeing, like, the Skateboarders Bible and shit like that when I was in high school. Like, all of the different, God, any youth Bible is basically a, usually just a version of the message with other shit appended to it. And I guarantee you that there's an emoji Bible out there somewhere. And in fact, since I have the internet open for me, I'm going to do this. Oh, gee. Emoji Bible. Yeah, you can do it without changing your lighting. I use my lappy for like my primary. <laughs> Emoji Bible now on the like app this. store. That's the first link that comes up when I Google it. God damn, they're not even bothering with an actual book. I don't even get an Amazon. It's the Emoji for- Bible. It's an app. But at the same time, like I mentioned, like language is a living thing that's constantly growing and evolving. Yeah, like like the problem. The problem with making an Emoji Bible is. Emoji don't have the same pictographical content character characterizations that say kanji yeah. have or things like that. Like they don't have a grammatical presence yet. So you like linguistically, you couldn't use them that way yet. But give it another couple hundred years, it's not entirely impossible. But for now, it's it's mostly just that would mo- essentially just be a high level fan work. Capitalist cash grab more likely, but yeah. Um, now... What I wouldn't be surprised, and since I have my Google open in front of me, is, oh, yes, the New Testament and Neoquenya. Um, so we have Elvish Bibles. Oh, how much you want to bet? A-L-I-N-G-O-N. Klingon Bible. The Klingon language version of the World English Bible. It's a thing. There's a Klingon Bible. Oh, I need to. I need to. Take a look at this. I mean, it's it's, it's the W E B translation, so it's not like the best, but still, I I am going to have to find this. A hundred yen for that? That's not much. I'm, I'm gonna have to look that up. Please get that. Oh, let's see. Yeah, yeah. This is this is a fun like rando episode. I, I yeah, agree. I know this is this is great. I'll, <laughs> I'll have to do like a tag intro for this or something. But yeah, we needed to just have a vent episode like this too. Yeah, back to basics, special edition, we bitch about translation. That's pretty much all it is. It just seems to be at the heart of so many problems. Well, you know, we mention this in just about every episode of Back to Basics, but it's important for us to come back and talk about how inaccurate translation is as an art and science. Like, I talk leagues about Alter's Bible translation here because it is the best I have come across. It's poetic, it's detailed, it's very, very well-researched. But I've been studying the Bible for probably a good 20 years now. Um, I'm, you know, what, five, six, eight, seven, eight out of, years out of seminary already. Um, and this is the first one I've seen where I can say, yeah, that's a solid translation. And that's just the Old Testament. And it has holes in it. Like it has things that I don't ascribe to. Like it does use gendered language a lot and things like that. There's no way to make it what it needs to be today. You can't, you can't do that. It, it doesn't work. You can't translate the Bible into a modern context, not entirely. So you have to understand it the way it was so that you can parse what you have and make sense of what God's trying to say, rather than trying to read the English and say, oh, well, God hates the gays. That must be how it works. Well, and if I might pop in with my my uh, college art education, which is somewhat scant, but pretty quality. Um, yeah, art has to be consumed in the context of like how it's created and a written narrative is art like you can't you can't consume something like 
the, a, a, a production of media is is reliant on the the culture in which it's created and the, the Exactly. It's, it's 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 the exact same thing as like people people who were like oh you couldn't make uh blazing saddles today no then you wouldn't need to it's a product of its time yeah we were just talking <laughs> not too long ago about um the uh, which i have not seen and you have the updated version of trigun and how the older one with all of its um kind of rampant horns yeah. probably wouldn't fly today um, yeah it's it's a weirdly horny show yeah not but for anime, anime. Not, not by anime standards true <laughs> And, and not that not that being horny is bad either. I tend to be a no. pretty good fan of it myself. Um, but <laughs> I have three kids. Where do you think they came from? Uh, <laughs> no, but like that can be appreciated within the context of its time. Like, as, okay, that was funny by the standards of the time. But like today, I would not. It doesn't doesn't yeah. work. It didn't work anymore. I've I've grown. We've grown. We've all grown. It's not. It doesn't hit the way it did anymore, and that's okay. Like society grows in that way. So apply the same to your multi-thousand-year-old Bible and say, okay, well, that made sense in the context of its time, but holy shit, does that not make sense today? Uh, yeah. That's why we are given the Holy Spirit for discernment over the scriptural text and not bound to the law. Jesus had quite a lot to say about that as Christians. And unless you're thinking I'm using this as an, uh, unless you be thinking I'm using this as an occasion to, to shit on my Jewish uh, siblings here, Reformed Judaism has also distanced itself from that kind of meticulous adherence to the law uh, in that way and has continued to interpret and understand for the times as well so they're not doing it that way either it's pretty much just the evangelicals who are being dumbasses that way stop doing that nobody looks at it that way sorry yeah. I, I read it again it, all right so shall, shall we wrap up this weird tangent and random side yeah. episode that we ended up making random side episode thanks for sticking around we didn't intend to do it when we started but it became a thing anyway like share subscribe do all the things that courtney normally tells you to do visit us on discord go to the website bye bye